to the No Limiter Podcast, where we interview top business owners, entrepreneurs, and creators in every industry to help you set records, breaking, breaking months. Here's your host of the No Limiter Podcast, Regina Eileen Woodard. Welcome to the No Limited Podcast. I am your host, Regina Eileen Woodard, the Queen of Carolones. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with my big brother, Carl Sean Watkins. He is the CEO of the Carl Sean Watkins Consulting Firm. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I feel in the love all through the screen right now. It is our love. You know, you don't meet... Um, you know, I, I, let me just say, I don't, I can't talk about, I don't always meet people and you connect, mm-hmm. you know, we, the, the connection um, that you have with people is so genuine. You know, you either like them or don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have no middle part because uh, we either flow or we don't. And and that's, that's just how I moved. That's how I've always moved. And I haven't been one that always had a lot of friends because a lot of people didn't like how I moved. So, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine right. with that. But, you know, it, it wasn't nothing that upset me because I didn't have a bunch of friends coming to the house. I was good. <laughs> so that's how, I, that's how I roll in business. That's how I roll. Because I'm going to give you the authentic me, the real me. And everybody can accept that. Everybody really don't want that. A lot of people want you to lie to them. A lot of people want you to smooth them. And they got the wrong one when it comes to me. Well, you know, I first want to congratulate you when you decided at 52 years old to go back to go to school, to go to yeah. law school. How is that coming? It's going good. It's two years in now. I'll be finishing up this second term in May. And uh, it, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work for old man. But I tell you what. It's been an advantage because what I had not been able to pick up so keenly in the books, I've been picking it up with experience, and that's been helping me get the books. Because a lot of a lot of students that I'm going to school with, they're in their twenties, you know, young twenties, they ain't experienced a lot. They don't know a lot about life, so they pick them books up. But me and the professors, we get along because we know a little bit about life. So my experiences kind of teach me a lot. And I'm able to apply them in in the law and in the areas of. So it's working out pretty good. I'm glad I decided to wait. I really am. Now that I'm in it, I'm glad I decided to wait. So Carl Sean Watkins Consulting, what what do you consult on? I can so I can so do it. Yeah, I do. I do it through vulnerability. Now that's how I that's how I coach. That's how I train. So workshops, seminars, I do it all through that. But I'm really into vulnerability and leadership. And I come through the DEI frame with that diversity, equity, and inclusion. And what the basis of what I do and the, the equation that I've come up with is diversity plus vulnerability equals inclusion. And when we have that vulnerability spot in there, what I really just fight hard with leaders to understand that it is a superpower. And if you understand the using it and how to apply it in relationships, you could be a dynamic leader. You could be someone that people want to follow. And it's not hard. It's not about telling all your business. It's not about oversharing. It's just about getting to the brass tacks of stuff. If you don't know it, you probably have somebody working for you to do, or you probably have someone that's smart enough to pick it up. And us as CEOs, us as leaders, us as C-suite people, we don't have to be so smart to know everything because we're not going to anything. But what you have to do is be a little vulnerable in yourself and say, oh, Regina, I know you know this. I'm going to give this to you because I value what you know enough 
to get us over the hump. And this is where, you know, the vulnerability comes in. And this is why I teach and train people on leaders on specifically, because they have a hard time with being vulnerable. Is it like relationship building or no? It's like it's most it's relationship building, but it's also building on the value of people because we know diversity, right? Diversity is our superpower as well, because if we're diverse, we're bringing those kind of values that they were not there before. Mm-hmm. Like if you bring me into the good old boys club, so to speak, and you got this traditional white knowledge base uh, hierarchy. And I come in with my light color skin and I bring some values and some ways of doing things that they're not accustomed to mm. most of the time and for most all the time, it's a difference there and they don't want to adjust to it. But if I'm vulnerable enough to say, okay, you bring something different to the table that I don't know how to do. Let's see if I could take that to make us better. And this is where a lot of companies are starting to fall into that diverse category where they're taking what people know and they're valuing it. Instead of it being a blockage, instead of it being an obstacle, you're not the same as me. So I'm not giving you any credit. You're not, though, you don't look like I look. So you don't know who I know. But see, those days are going out the window. Now, companies with this great resignation is coming in, and people are just saying, Look, you need to take me how I am. Everything from the hair twisted up to me being smart to me knowing the stuff to do, or you're going to lose out on me. And companies are not, they're not ready to lose out on that. That's profits. So I, I, I read this quote when I was doing my homework on you said, I promise you your breakthrough is on the other side. Can you finish that quote? Yes, I promise you a breakthrough. So if you just lean on wait, wait, if you lean on it, and uh, look at you getting my words twisted me up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you show if you embrace that vulnerability, I think I, I promise you the breakthrough is on the other side. And the breakthrough is just that a lot of people that I work with, a lot of clients that I've that I've worked and worked through and we've came through this transformation, they're understanding that, wow, it wasn't what I thought it was. Like I am really finding and it's, it's sort of like you as a kid, once you figure out something and you get that light bulb that goes off. This is what I have with leaders that I work with. You're like, oh, man, if I didn't know it was like that, I did it from the beginning. But what it is, it's an opening up of yourself. And a lot of times we're not empowered or embracing our own self. Mm -hmm. So we build up borders and we build up barriers. So I can't be vulnerable. I refuse to be vulnerable because I don't even know who I am. But once you get embracing who you are, who you stand in, get adjusted to those values, those core values, not the ones that they try to sell you, not the ones that they try to say this is you, what's valuable to you, how you are, how you move, get in touch with them. And then you'll find out who the real person is. It won't be the one that the relationship has given you those values, won't be the one that the job has said you have these values. It'll be your values and you can take your values with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And that's what's being vulnerable is about. It's about taking authentic you in every situation. So if you see me in the supermarket, I'm authentic. I'm telling you who I am. If you see me in the boardroom, I'm taking that with me. That's who I am. I'm not because, you know, a lot of people have this personas. I'm like this in the day. And when you see me at night, I'm different. You can spot me anywhere you go. And I'm still saying the same thing. I've been saying it for over 30 years in business and so- been living it. Basically, you that same person. Doesn't matter whether you're in the boardroom, whether you're at home. That's it. That's it. That's it. Before I before I got on this car, I had a bow tie on coming from church, and I told them at the church the same thing: be real. (laughs) (laughs) They already know you, so they already know what they know. They know from the dough. Be real. Are you in the market for a new or used car? Whether you're in the Metro Detroit area or anywhere in the U.S. Call or text me at 
301-301-0461. And I go to work on getting you the best deal possible. That's right. We'll deliver anywhere in the U.S. Call or text me at 248-301-0461. Well, you know, I was very intrigued. I was going down your LinkedIn page and you were talking about how to tell your story. And you had your, from, I believe it was one through five, right? Or was mm-hmm. it one through four? I don't want to take your My shine. Four step. My yeah, four so, steps. So, so give me those four steps, how to tell your story. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking for what you just said, the four steps. So the four steps that I take people through and uh, telling your story and being real. The first one is the introduction. People need to know who you are. Your story brings power. Your story is who you are and telling your story brings power. No one can tell your story. Even if I went through the same exact thing that you went through, our outcomes and our way that we went through is different. Mm-hmm. Tell your story. Be a part about your story. Embracing your story. The second one is breaking the bad habits. A lot of things we tell about our story, we won't tell those specific parts because we ashamed of it. There's shame and judgment in it. We don't embrace it because that's who we used to be. We want to run so far away from where we were and show somebody who we are now. But who you were made you who you are. So how can you not put them together? So So you got to learn how to. So you're saying break those bad habits. So you're saying if I say I want to get to work early, then I need to break that bad habit of trying to get there early, right? If that's a bad habit and you got it, you need to break it. It's the bad habit is it's 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 the empowerment of you. It's lacking, it's taking you away from who you are. And when you're doing those things, it's taking you away from who you are. And what are those things? They could be relationships, they could be the job, uh, they could be whatever that you've gotten yourself into as far as your dynamic, your mental, you know, those spaces that you are, the bad habits that you bring up. Just say something smoking. Like if you're smoking, you know smoking is a bad habit. Why you continue? You got to replace those bad habits. You got to do something healthy. I hear people talking about they're going to do everything January 1st. Yeah, January 1st, some new resolution, new resolution. New resolution, how long that last? Yeah, well, I mean, like, make your life a new resolution. Make your everyday process a new resolution. Mm. Say, uh, get uncomfortable with some of those things you got comfortable with. Change the dynamic of that entire move. And then once you do that, you go to my third step, which is moving forward. Mm. Once you done broke the bad habits, once you done got yourself out of that, you got to replace it with good habits because habits just don't leave. You got to replace them with something. Do those things that are moving you forward to that first thing, which is your core values. Start working in those core values. Start being positive in those. Start building yourself enough. Start being around people that embrace those. Start being around people where you feel comfortable with. You know what I mean? If you had a job and people was always down, you always dog you out. Yes, that may be your job. You may have to put up with it, but you can change. A lot of people, I just refuse to hear it. A lot of people say, I'm on these jobs and I can't do that because the culture is like that. You can create a culture with you. And how I say that and how I tell people to do that, you change how you are. Mm -hmm. And people will start change how they treat you. Because you come in there with that long face every day. Oh, my God, I got to go in here again. They're going to give it to you again. I go in the job the next day and I start shocking people. Be a disruptor. You didn't speak to somebody for something. Start speaking to them. <laughs> put them off. Put them off off key instead of having having them have you off key. Start people. I had a guy I used to. I used to speak to him every day. He would not speak. He would not speak to me. I came and I found out what his uh, lunch was. And it's just me. I ain't telling anybody to do it. You find your own way. I found out what he liked for lunch. You know what? I bought his lunch and I came and sat it on the table. 
Why? Before he got ready to do why? for lunch. Why? why? You trying to get into his head or what? I mean, I, why, I, why was he speaking to you? I don't I don't know, but he, he didn't. He Well, I didn't know then. But I know that he didn't speak to me because of the simple fact he was fearful of me. Now, why you say, well, why he feel for you? He working. He had a better position than I had. He probably made more money than I had. I don't know. But he probably did because he's in a better position. His fear of not speaking to me, he didn't want to get in close with me because he thought I would be going after something he had. See, this is the logic that people think. And all the times we're in these places and we're, yeah, and we're, we're not self-aware of what's going on. So we're in these places and we're just as dumbfounded as the ones we work with. But vulnerability has you be self-aware. It brings it out. in you. It has you understanding things and it has you dipping into things where you be more than just that person to come and do eight hours and go home. I'm not telling you to make everybody at your job, your best friend. That's not what this is about. But what it is, is if you go and you take up any surveys or you got any research or anything that's done, they'll tell you, you spend a third of your life at the job. A third. That is a lot of living that you do at a job. But you spend the most time with your with people at work than you do at home. That you do at home. So why not, why not delve into what goes on at work with a complexity of like, I'm going to see if I can make this a better place to be. If you come out my cubicle in my office and you come in here, it's a change atmosphere. Mm. So when you come in here, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change how you come in here. I'm going to change how you work. I got some people that don't speak to me. They come in the job. They start talking. They start talking. And y'all know who y'all are. Whoever hearing this. Y'all don't say hi. Y'all don't say how was your morning. Y'all don't say how was your day. You come right in talking. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of them to do that. They come no right brain. in. No yeah, brain. they come in. Yo, did you do that? Uh, did you do that report? Did you see the facts? Or you see the email? I break off right quick. Eric, excuse me. Good morning. How are you? Right. How are your you day last, going? Right. I didn't sleep with you last night. I didn't see you this morning. <laughs> and my daddy used to say it too. He said, boy, you didn't speak to me in the morning. He said, we ain't sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> do you know? Do you know I was, I think I was 10 or 11 years old. And um, my parents had, my parents had, you know, went through a divorce and um, I was staying with my dad at the time. I got up one, was one Saturday morning. We were all home and I got, I got up out of my bed, went to the kitchen, got some orange juice. I think I grabbed a sandwich, went back to my room, shut the door. And he knocked on the door and said, uh, excuse me, good morning. I didn't sleep with you last night. I didn't lay next to you last night. I'm your daddy, so I'm never going to lay next to you. He said, but I didn't sleep with you last night. When you come out your room or you see me, you say That's good it. morning. You say good morning. And I was like, I didn't realize how rude I was. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just didn't realize that that's what I did, but I did. And now to this day, when I see people that I at work that I haven't seen, I'm like, I walk in the office. I'm like, good morning. And then when some of them don't speak, I'm saying, we're not speaking today. Good morning. You know, or somebody walk by my desk. But I saved it. Good morning. People don't have people don't know that they're not. They don't have manners. I told a a potential client the other day, I say everything that we do is based on is based upon niceties and manners. I say it's based upon how you was raised and what manners you was taught. And I say that you could you could take those two derivatives and and figure out everybody in the world because it's how you were raised. And you have those like I raised my kid. I didn't raise my kids to be saying yes, sir. No, sir, because we was we was we black Americans and we supposed to say that to other people. I said that because niceties will get you farther in this world. 
regardless of who you run across. So as I say, if you say thank you, you say please, you address people as sir or mister or whatever they are, people will remember that and people people will go farther. You will go farther because of that. And I used to tell my son that and he, he used to be, he's a hard knock to crack because he used to say hard like his dad. But he's got into the doing that. Do you know all of the years that I had, I got a son and a daughter, all the years that I had them in school, that I went up to the parent-teacher conference. Do you know every one of their teachers? And every time I went, for every year I went, they said, you have two of the most memorable children I ever taught. Mm. And they said that we we love your kids. Like I'm talking about white teachers, all, all kind of teachers that they had. They was like, your son is so memorable. Oh, my God, he holds the door for me. He says, thank you, ma'am. He says, no. She said, I had one teacher tell me, because you're taking my kids home. I said, take your kids home. She said, yeah, she's like, because having your son in my class is a pleasure. And she was like, I just wish you could teach them what you taught your son. Just to keep my kids for a weekend. I said, to, I said, I said, no, I said, I, I said, I wouldn't want to keep your kids for a weekend because if they don't act like mine, they'd be in trouble. She started cracking up. But it's, it's, it's the, the thing that I got from that and took from that is people recognize that. They get you far there. You know how much they got the scholarships my daughter got coming out of high school for different counselors, putting her in place with people just because she was a nice kid, just mm. because she was a polite kid. Oh. You know, they gave her information to touch bases with when she went to college. Certain professors that they had in their circle, take her class, take this one's class. They, they like they put they put a path before her because of her attitude. She wasn't the kid came in there with a snotty mouth and, 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 and talked about the teachers and all of that. And that's why I say that makes a difference in us as adults, because you will see the ones that was raised with no manners. They'll be the same ones who don't speak in the morning, walk past you like, you know, my dad, you say, well, you ain't even say, hey, cat, dog, nothing. He said, at least the dog and cat they say something to you in the morning. He said, you don't walk past me and he said, right, right. He, he not going to say good morning, but he going to look up at you like, yeah, he going to give you some kind of acknowledgement. Here you are, here you are, two feet and got a mouth and you walk up past me and ain't saying nothing. Yeah, we used to get a beating for that. I'll tell y'all on the real. We used or, to get a whooping for that. Or the dog or the cat come up to your leg and like, you know, that's the and, way. Oh, yeah, acknowledge you. Right. You know, like, acknowledge I'm here. you. I'm here. Good morning. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. What um, you know, I I I know this was a quick interview, um, mm-hmm. but I just I know I was on your platform twice. You, you yes, and then I was on Charlene's with you all together. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get a good quick 20 minutes of having the conversation with you and oh, just man, um, it's lovely. Give, it's lovely. Giving the reciprocal back to you. <laughs> uh, um, having you <laughs> having you on a no limited podcast what i want to do in the near future i want to have you all you and charlene on and absolutely uh, you know we come up with a topic and you know because i'm just i'm I'm really enjoying the conversations whether it's been on linkedin whether it's been through text and you know mm-hmm. i know you were um you know, you were in the automobile business at one time. Yeah, I was in, I was Honda Financial. I was Honda. I was credit and collection manager. So, <laughs> I, and if you want to be something like that, best place you can be that at is at Honda, because Honda Honda will come snatch your ride in a minute. I'm tell you now, <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't, I don't. I won't say Chinese or Japanese or whatever they are, because I don't, I don't know the nationality. Right? They do not play because Honda cars resell very well. Yeah, so they, they they at 15 days you was getting a courtesy call for your 30-day payment. That's how they work, that's how they work Honda Financial. So if they finance your vehicle, I got a I got a Honda for them and I hurry up and went to my credit union. 
I said, I want these clowns calling me in on 15 days. And I worked there. And I right, right. There. So they will like they they will do that. And you will see you go on any dealer and, and Regina could tell you and you see them Hondas on the lots. Them used Hondas go for just about yeah, as much as they much new. as they was when they was new. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, I have enjoyed you. Um, I've enjoyed you, too. Jane, I, appreciate you. I appreciate you. And uh, I've had I've had enjoyed the conversation. The whole I have too, Regina. You know, friends like you and people like you. Yes. Um, comes one in a million. So, real people, real yeah, people. Real, That's real all people. it is. That's so all it is. Name, what's the name of y'all show? Real people. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk live, real talk live podcast. Well, real recognize real. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's it. We have real conversations on there with real people talking about real issues. That's just what it's all about. And that's that's what it's that's what it should be about. We're not patty caking it. We're not sugarcoating it. We're not making it fluff. We talk about real and we talk about everything and everybody. And we have people on there that share their expertise and give you some information that can move you forward. Like my grandma would say, boy, I give you a lot of stuff if you listen. And Don't I was if like, you listen, boy. Yeah, if you listen. She said, I give you a lot of stuff. And I thought I used to be looking for something tangible all the time when she told me when I was a little kid. She said, baby, I give you a lot of stuff if you listen. So I'm always was looking for some stuff. But I tell you now, when I talk and I say things to people and the stuff she told me, man, they roll right back up in here and I just spit it out. And she gave me a lot of stuff because I listen. I listen. Listen to granny. Wisdom. She gave me that wisdom. I was just going to say, what would would grandma granny be last words be? But you just said it. Grandma say, listen to that wisdom. She said, listen to that wisdom. Because if somebody older than you, they probably know more than you. So it just don't hurt you to listen to them. I ain't say because I know everybody say, you can learn something from everybody. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. (laughs) But it's been my thing and my learning and my knowledge and experience. When the older person tell you something that they didn't been through, you can learn from it. You can. You can learn from it. Absolutely. You can take it to the bank. Yeah, you can take it to the bank. I know young people don't want to listen because you figure ain't nobody knew nothing before you was born. But Solomon told you in the Bible, ain't nothing new under the sun. So that's letting you know, yeah, you might have got a new way to call, but they had a string and a cord and a can. And they was making phone calls. So now you can do it on iPhone. Ain't nothing new. Right, right, right. All right. Thank you. All right, Regina. Thanks so much. I'll take you too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No Limiter Podcast with Regina Eileen Woodard. Remember to subscribe and review the No Limiter Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and the No Limiter Podcast YouTube channel. Every listen and review helps to get this podcast out to as many no limiters like you as possible. 